Hey, good buddies. How's it going? I am your good buddy, Roger. You fucking dick. Brandon's eating birthday cake over here. Brandon's the birthday boy today. You fucking He's dick. He's a birthday boy. You fucking brought it in while I had cake in my mouth. He did. I waited for him to put a fork full of cake into you his mouth. You fucking douche. <laughs> All right. Got him a slice of a triple chocolate cake for his birthday. Hershey's triple chocolate. This man's going to have me shitting for days. <clears throat> Oh my god. The worst. (laughs) Alright, so that's a new record for fastest F bomb, right? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. Next next episode I just bring us in, I go, fuck. Yeah. That that could happen. That is a real thing that could happen. I knew you were gonna do that crappy (laughs) son of mother Mm. Anyway, hello, I'm your good buddy Brandon. I'm sorry about all that. (laughs) Happy birthday, buddy. I don't I don't need your birthday wishes. Thank you though. On this fine uh, day of birth of Brandon, we are covering Hina Matsuri, episodes 9 through 12. Wait, 10 through, 9 through 12? Yeah. 9 through 12, yeah. 9 through 12. Sure. Um, wrong page in my notes. <clears throat> yep. So we're going to clear out the series next week, of course. We'll, we'll probably say this again at the end. Next week, of course, we're going to uh, My Hero Academia, episodes, what was it, 60, sorry, not 60, it was 57 through 60. That sounds right. Yeah, I think that is right. I'll look it up in the middle of the episode so I can say it right if we said it wrong here. But yeah, that's what we're doing. Outside of that, good buddy, what you been watching this week? What have I been watching? I, uh, sorry, I got, I'm done with the cake. There's more cake. I'll get, I'll eat the rest of it when I'm hungry. Um... Let's see. I did watch new MHA. That was pretty great. Did watch uh, new um, uh, Cells at Work. That was a fun one. It was a good time for everybody. Did watch new Hanibato. Mm-hmm. Me too. How'd you feel about it? Um, Feels like a good build-up. Yeah. It feels like... Is the next episode the last episode? Uh, I... Maybe. I have to double-check. But I think it might... I think the end of... I think actually the end of this episode showed like the title for the next episode. No, 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 no. I think it might be the last episode. I don't remember. Um, it's it's one a 12th of the shows. Episode. One of the episodes I watched, like it was all the next one's episode twelve, and the preview was like whatever part one, and I was like, oh shit. Hmm. But no, I think that might have been sells at work. No, I think I think it is the final one uh, for Honey Bottom next week, which I'm psyched. I'm hyped. Uh, it's gonna be a good time for everybody. Yeah, it was it was a decent Mostly episode. Me. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good stuff. Um. Yeah, got some, got some, got some demon Hanasaki. Why, why do you, why do you play badminton? Because I love it. I hate you. <laughs> mom's, mom's the devil, right? Mom's the actual devil. <laughs> I think so. All right. Um, but beyond that, I did watch the rest of, and I think there's still another episode of this one. The rest of uh, Asobi Asobase. Oh yeah. What'd you think of that new episode? Holy shit, man! That that show's just too fucking funny. The guy, the one. Where they had the damn robot, the English-speaking robot. Yes. Holy shit, dude! I thought I, I was 
I, I thought I'd never stop laughing. <laughs> that was amazing. She's just like, fuck you, bitch. I'm like, Jesus Christ, this is amazing. Holy crap. Uh, yeah, that show's amazing. It's too funny. I've been telling a bunch of people about it, and I don't think anyone's actually going to watch it because... Yeah, I keep telling people, and they're like, not taking me seriously. It's so like, good. This anime is hilarious. It's so You gotta good. watch it. It's just so funny. I mean, it really does seem... It's the kind of thing... I mean, I think that's why we were like so immediately like, damn, we gotta check this out, is because we saw the clip of it. It feels mm-hmm. like the kind of thing that if you don't... If you're just hearing it described, it's very hard to get across how fucking hilarious it is. Yeah, yeah, everybody that, in the world needs to watch Asobi Asobase. That clip was that clip was good, mm-hmm. but it, I don't even know that I'd put it. it I would, I might put it on the low tier highlights of the of the show. It's maybe like because there are some really it's low top ten. Yeah, it's top ten. But there it's are like some a, really funny points. God, it's so good. That a new episode amazing. where they're trying to. Oh my god, dude! The, the girl's one? makeup, man. Oh when she yeah. took it off. The freaking makeup was outrageous. Her eyes uh, were just like little bitty tiny ovals. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then, like when she when her makeup's on, she's got like the big eyelashes, the huge eyes with it, fucking stars in them. Yeah, she looks like a Steven Universe character. It's amazing. It's hilarious. It's dude. outrageous, oh man. This show's so damn good. And the little like references and shit they throw into like other animes and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's it's really good. It's just really funny. I can't. I can't get enough of it it's just absolutely yeah absurd. i think we got one Incredible. more episode left of it i'm pretty excited yeah for man it. but uh that's about all i've been through what have you been watching my guy uh i watched pretty much all the same things i hit my my hero academia uh fully coolly progressive um also be i started uh chio's chio's school road i think is what it's called what the Let me fuck make is sure that right that might not be right chio's school yeah chio's school road that's right it's kind of like it's broken into two sections so far in the episodes that I've seen, uh, and it's about this girl Chio mm-hmm. and the hijinks that happens to her every single day that she's going to school. Mm-hmm. So that's every episode is her going to school mm-hmm. and trying not to be late, and it's it's got some pretty good laughs in it. It's just on the way to school. You don't right like the episode ends once she gets to school. Yep, pretty much. That sounds great. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. It's fun. I like it a lot. Um, and then did I watch anything else? I think that's it. I caught up on all my stuff and You haven't jumped back on that how to not to summon a demon lord. Yet. No, I haven't. <laughs> a buddy a friend of mine at work said he just finished it and I was like, I can't uh, I can't. And he's like, Good, pretty good. I'm like, I can't, I don't believe you. <laughs> you sound like he's into that weird shit. Yeah. Uh I saw somebody post a picture online of it or whatever mm-hmm. maybe it was a video and they were looking at the characters uh the the girl that's like an elf or whatever she's like 15 years old jesus christ but so so they they're like oh god so they google elf years or whatever and it's like uh it's like 10 years to the one year so it made her 150 years old thank god oh okay <laughs> <laughs> okay, you were, you were like like I thought you said elf ears, and I was like, wait, you're talking elf about years, like yeah, dog years. Okay, well that's still yeah. And they look for the for cat people too. They did well, the same nah, thing. Okay, she but... was like 14, and they okay, but I it's it was okay, but yes, it's supposed to be funny. I don't so, think that's how it is, but the Jesus point of the video Christ. was it was they made themselves feel better by. Looking by by saying, yeah. oh no, she's actually like 150 instead of 10, 15 right. or whatever. All right. Shitty, dumb, really dumb, and really shitty. Kind of clever, Really though. shitty and dumb. 
dumb and shitty and little dumb clever and shitty and dumb. Yeah. I mean, that's like the same fucking thing as like in any other show where like, oh, here's the vampire girl. She looks twelve, but she's actually like two hundreds. Like, fuck, fuck you. You're a pedophile. <laughs> <laughs> like, good God. All right. Well, you got anything else to talk about? <laughs> I think that's it. Oh, I will say. Um, Stay tuned if if you follow the Good Buddies Universe Facebook page or the Anime Friends page. I'll be making an announcement soon. I believe that. Oh, uh, we need to talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. We'll we'll talk about it after the podcast. Yeah, 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 but yeah, 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 yeah. I know I'm pretty yeah, sure that yeah, yeah, yeah. I will be there on yeah, Wednesday. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wednesday at the Hewitt Theater. What's that one? The used to be called the. Uh, Used to be Hollywood. Yeah, Hollywood. And now it's like I don't I don't know what thing. it is now. Yeah, it's like the Cinema Royale or yeah, something Cinema like Jewel something. Royale. Anyway, it's Wednesday at seven thirty. Call me Royale. We're gonna go Champagne. see the My Hero Academia movie and that's the current um, plan. Yeah, that's the current plan for now. If it changes, I'll post it on the things. But if if any good buddies are in in the area and they'd like to come out Wednesday at seven thirty at that theater in Hewitt, that's the plan. My Hero Academia. Sounds good to me, man. Yeah. All right. So let's start breaking down what we're here to do. Break down. Hina Matsuri, episode nine. Episode nine. Life is about survival. This one was kind of a fucking toughie. But it starts with uh, K, which I think I'm supposed to call her Ikaruga, um, because that's like her last name, right? But. the one who was trying to take Hina back to the wherever, right. and she lost her orb thing. So she needs a new orb delivered. She sent a message to uh, someone called Mao. And then we see on a beach uh, a coconut fall out of a tree, hit an orb on the back of one of these metal eggs. Redhead girl pops out of it. The or- uh, two orbs we see fly into the ocean and wash away. And she gets up, she's like, is this Japan? And it zooms out to show she's on a very large, like, jungle. Yeah. Very small, very I should say. Very distant island. A jungle island kind of thing, yeah. Uh, searches for the orbs. Of course, like, the, all the all these first scenes t- uh, start with her, like, completely nude. But, like, you know, strategic covering and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, or she's just far away. But uh, searches for the orb, doesn't find them. Uh, I wrote, I made a point of this. There's a bit where she's just like on the beach sitting down again nude and i'm like yo i go to the beach i got swim trunks on i'm still getting sand all up on my butt you notice you know it's everywhere can't be good dude you know it's everywhere can't be good sand in the vagu dude can't bro, be good bro, in your coochie. you got sand come on now that Sit on a leaf. Good. I know they got big leaves on that island. We see her with a big leaf later. You could have yeah. found a log or something. That's a bummer. Anyway, I don't <laughs> know. I don't know if they thought about that when they made this episode. But ain't nobody sitting down straight. I up don't nude think they the thought beach. that anybody would think about it. I think that's. I think anyone who's ever been to the beach would see someone on the beach sitting completely nude and say, "Hey, man, that's a bad time." <laughs> um, you know. I you know I guess I didn't. I never sat nude went to on the beach, beach, bro. When's the last time you went to the beach? Oh God! Even with trunks on, it's getting everywhere. I think the last time I went to the beach it was, was a while ago, huh? yeah, about five years ago. I'm telling you, man, can't can't be fucking with sand. Anyway, uh, but yeah, she uh, she's sitting there, uh, kind of bummed. 
then we see her, uh, this is pretty rad, just goes over, stands on a big rock, looking over the ocean, just uses her psychic powers, whoomp, pulls out a bunch of fish, like, oh yeah. Uh, skewers them fuckers up, starts a fire, and cooks them up, and it's looking pretty nice. Uh, but yeah, she, uh, she's thinking to herself, uh, she's lamenting the failing her mission, and feels, uh, and she's also feeling very lonely. So what she does is cast away Wilson style, grabs her a couple coconuts, uh, puts faces and hair on them, blue and blonde hair on them, and makes them into little Hina and Anzus because she's missing her her buddies Hina and Anzu, or she at least knows them. Uh, and she very often, like, throughout the rest of this, like, portion of the episode, she's like, she'll use her powers to, like, make this one shake a little bit and, like, do the voice, which is fucking mm-hmm. great. You know, to keep from going crazy because she's all alone. Uh, we actually, throughout this episode, get shots of a uh, of a tree that she's making marks in to show how many days she's been there. This is about 12 days in that she makes these little uh, uh, coconut dolls. The Anzu one, she uh, she's talking for it. It talks her into uh, making a vacation out of this because she's, you know, on a, on a nice island and whatnot. And Hina just goes, feed me, which is pretty great. Uh, makes herself a leaf and grass dress, uh, makes herself a hut, and floats the coconuts behind her. They're just falling around. 18 days in, she's having some fun in the, on the beach, splashing in the water with her coconut friends. 21 days in, chased down by the coconuts. She's like, ha chase me, chase me. It's great. They're li- she's literally just pretending they're people and playing with them because there's no one else on this fucking island. What was, it? What was that damn movie? Castaway? Yeah, Castaway. Yeah, I already said that. Oh, okay. Never Sorry. pay attention, you son of a bitch. No. I was Wilson I was style. trying to uh I had this word in my head that was on one of Hina's shirts, uh Kashira. Oh yeah. So I was trying to figure out what it meant. So I what took it, it to a translator. What's it mean? It it doesn't translate. Kashira. Was it on you'd using Google? Mm-hmm. I use Google for most of those and I found them. One of them, uh it was like one of the last one one of the ones I remember her seeing. It was like Sabo or something, I don't remember. But uh, it just means, like, too cool or whatever. Mm. And you can actually buy that sweater. And I might do it. You might do it. I might. Anyway. Um, but, yeah, uh, 25 days later, so on, so on. 198 days, finally. Her hair is longer. Uh, even has the uh, coconut dolls have little bodies now. Uh, <laughs> and at this point, she talks about how it's not a vacation. It's survival. And Anzu, the Anzu doll... She actually has them, like, walking now behind her with their little uh, grass bodies that she made them. Uh, the Anzu doll says to her, what do you mean? Uh, you're not alone. We're right here with you. And because she was talking about how she's tired of being alone. And as she says that, because she's the one saying it, obviously, not the Anzu doll. Um, tears run down her face. And Anzu, the Anzu doll says, you have us. And then she screams, freaks out, grabs the doll, grabs the dolls by the coconut heads, runs through the forest up to a big rock, uh, and says, "You're not Hina and Anzu, you're just coconuts," and flings them off of this rock. Yeah, she hooks her coconut water. friends. She hucked them coconuts. She hucked a nut. Sometimes, sometimes, gotta you hug got, a nut. Sometimes you gotta hook a nut. <laughs> hook a nut. All right. Uh, morning comes. She's built a raft. She's standing on it. She floats away, and she says to herself, I miss people. And we then see a zoom out of the map. It doesn't have anything marked on it, but it's pretty clearly like uh, she's moving toward, uh, like, into the Gulf of Thailand, like, going that way. Mm -hmm. 
so that's that part of the episode. Next part, we see Nita and Sabu who are picking up a dude from prison named Naito. They called him Naito the Slayer. This dude apparently fought off four gunmen with a sword. Gave Nita his scar when he bashed him with a uh, with a with an ashtray. ashtray. Yeah, and uh, dude's real scary. Uh, they pick him up. He get uh, he says, "Hey, uh, I want to go straight to the boss. He wants to go straight to the boss because he's heard that bo- the old man is sick. He's apparently in a coma right now." And he has yet to name an heir. Uh, we actually see a brief scene where we see a like a flashback of Nita and Hina talking to the boss, the old guy. And uh, Hina told him he smelled weird and he could, he couldn't take it, freaked out. And that's what put him into a coma. Mm-hmm. And Nita says something like, uh, you got to be careful when you talk about old people smell or something like that. Yeah. It was pretty great. It's pretty straightforward like that in the dub. Yeah. Uh, Chief, uh, the big guy, they call him the lieutenant for this one. They called him Chief in an earlier episode, but they call him lieutenant throughout this one. Uh, is apparently supposed to be next in line. He's talking to Nita about it, and he says, uh, he needs to get some support. And he says, uh, he says something like, I know I basically, uh, just made you a hired gun a few times. And, uh, Nita's like, what do you mean basically? That's literally exactly what happened. But, uh, he says, he says to Nita, I just was trying to get you to grow a pair. And Nita says, "You know what? I, I'll I'll help, but I, I want to make sure that you uh you get you you're the next in line." And to which I, I wrote this down because it was funny to me. The lieutenant says, "Well, you have a throbbing pair now." Yeah, he <laughs> a said, big throbbing the, pair. In the English one, he said, "You have the biggest, hairiest nuts." <laughs> it's pretty great. Uh, and, and, yeah, Nita was like, hey, "Thank you." Yeah, in this one he says something like, "That's that's not cool." Yeah, <laughs> something in, in like English that. he says, "Thank you." Yeah, like questions it. Yeah, but, uh, he says he has big hairy balls or something like that. He's pretty great. His balls. Uh, we then see Nita trying to convince Naito because that's Naito's whole thing is he he served time for this uh this organization. He want he thinks he should be next in line, uh, and he's trying to talk to him about uh, Lieutenant becoming the next uh next boss. Naito's not having any of it. He grabs an ashtray. Nita falls immediately just falls down on his hands and knees and begs him. He says, I don't want the boss to wake up to all this chaos. Just let this, please, just let this go so that he can at least pass in peace or something like that, he says. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Naito drops the ashtray. He listens to reason. He's actually impressed by Nita, uh, although he does make a joke about him uh, taking the do-no-evil thing a bit far. Which is pretty good. Uh, we see Boss wake up. Uh, him and uh, Nita and Hina are there talking, and Sabu's there with them. Uh, and Hina's asking about what what does it mean to be next in line? Is that, uh, does that mean this person wins? And uh, the boss says, no, no, no. It means that they'll take over, and they'll be the next uh, old guy. And uh, Hina says, oh, I want, I want it to be Nita then. He's already old. It would get confusing if there was another old guy or something like that. Yeah. And... Uh, the boss is like, you know what? I agree. Nita, you're next. And he's like, what? And Sabu, of course, is uh, freaked out um, and immediately just shoots a text over to uh, to the lieutenant because, you know, he, he feels like he should know about this. And then, of course, Nita talks him out of it. He says, uh, listen, look, no, 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 no. Uh, there's no way we can do that. You're just trying to, you know, Quit acting like a grandpa to Hina. You're just trying to be nice to her. We can't do that. You need to make sure the lieutenant is next in line. And the boss is like, "Yeah, you're right. I just said that out of, uh, I just said that to be fun or whatever." 
Uh, and then Sabu gets a text back saying, what the hell's going on? Tell me, tell me. Um, from the lieutenant. And he's too cowardly and craven to actually confess that, oh, it was a false alarm. Yeah. What he does instead is he slinks off in, to the bathroom and says uh, uh, something like, oh, I, I left the room. I don't know what happened next or something like that. And it's like, dude, oh, no. We then see the lieutenant and Naito who are sta- who are sitting in the in the office and they're both pissed. Uh they think that Nita has used uh used Hina in order to uh get the boss to make him the next in line to be the to run the thing and they're mad. They're very mad. They want him dead. So then Nita wakes up in an oil drum with just his head poking out of some hardened cement. Yep. It's like full how He's about to get whacked, dude. How hard did they have to drug this fool that he didn't wake up during that? Because he seems to be perfectly fine otherwise. But uh yeah. The uh Lieutenant, Naito, they're both there, so are a bunch of other Yakuza guys. Uh they're all like, you know, cracking their knuckles and uh and uh getting ready to just just take this dude out. They're down at like some warehouse down by the docks or whatever. They're apparently just gonna huck this oil drum with uh full of him and cement just into the water and let him go. Uh it's fucked. It's pretty bad. Um and he he's freaked out. They're try they're saying, "Yeah, use the use your kid to get the boss on your side." And he's like, "What? No, that's not true. Sabo, tell him what happened. Sabu, tell him what happened. Tell him what happened." And Sabu just honks. <laughs> yeah. He has like sparkly honk, dude. That's a thing they do a lot in anime. Have you seen that? I guess I never noticed it. That happens fairly. I remember watching a few other shows and like being like, man, they really... I think it's maybe to... There's there's one of two explanations. One, throw puke and vomit is gross, and they're mm-hmm. trying to make it slightly less gross by making it all sparkly, because when they do it, it's like you just see water. It's like ding, 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 like little sparkles coming off of it. Uh, the other explanation is they're just extra freaky, and that's fun to them. I don't think it's that one. Yeah, I have no idea. I would hope not. But he had he he had sparkly honk, dude. He did have sparkly vomit. Uh, it was pretty sick. Uh, sorry to all the emetophobes out there who are not into puke. All right. Um, but yeah, Nita Nita's explaining. He says, "No, no, no. The boss made him boss on a whim. Uh, made me uh made me named me the successor on a whim. But I talked him out of it, and neither of them believe him. Boss rolls up in his wheelchair." And says, no, yeah, I've named him successor on a whim, and he talked me out of it. Uh, you're you're next in line, Lieutenant. And both of them are like, oh, shit. Oh, oh geez, we, oh, we really donk this one up. And they're, like, apologizing to yeah. Nita, who's just in this fucking... He's just neck deep in cement, and he's, like, he's just staring at him like, god damn it. And then they're like, no, 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 I'll I tell you what. The Lieutenant's like, okay, 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 okay. I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what. Um, what we'll do is I'll I'll make you the next lieutenant. I mean this guy, you hey, you were gonna you were second lieutenant, right? You you don't need you don't care, right? We can make Nita lieutenant. And he's like, Yeah, yeah, sure. And he's like, Okay, yeah, you're the lieutenant. Uh, everybody, lieutenant, lieutenant and they're like clapping and they're so like it's a celebration shit. They're all surrounding this fucking barrel, and you just see him sitting in the thing going like, Get me the fuck out of here. <laughs> As you would if you're covered in concrete in a barrel. Like that's God, that had to be painful as fuck to get out of, though, because that was hard in Congo. They would have had to chisel his ass out <laughs> yeah. like the fucking Statue of David. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that was a bummer. Um, 
so yeah, next bit, um, we see, uh, they're at the bar. Um, well, we see, uh, this is the next bit of the episode. We see Hina at the bar, uh, talking to Hatomi about him, uh, about, uh, Nita getting a promotion. Uh, and she wants to, she wants to do something to, to you know, like celebrate or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Utako says, oh, well, you should have a promotion party. And she doesn't know what to do for him. She asks a bunch of people. She asks, uh, asks at school. She asks, uh, asks uh, um, what do you call, uh, Nita's sister. Um, asks a bunch of people. Uh, even talks to Sabu. And in the end, she decides to just go with everybody's ideas. And what she ends up doing is she's going to get a picture with his friend, uh, a picture of him, a framed picture of him. Mm-hmm. She's going to get a cake, uh, his favorite food and uh, uh so- something else like it's gonna be a big party at the house uh oh and uh booze that's yeah, what his sister booze. wanted uh which is pretty great she said i liked her line I, can't, I didn't write it down but it was something like uh oh uh i always like to celebrate with uh booze that's my favorite and hina says something like but you're always drinking yeah every day's a celebration i'm like hell fucking yeah it is great. <laughs> <laughs> i like her <laughs> <laughs> but um so yeah what she ends up doing she decides to try all of it she gets a frame she goes through the copy store uh, oh well the first thing she does is that morning as nita's leaving she goes smile like as he's walking out and he's like what and she takes a picture of him and he <laughs> uh, yeah and she says uh hey make sure to bu- buzz in before you uh come come in when you get home tonight and he's like what are you talking about he's like i want to do something special he's like oh, okay whatever and he leaves so she gets a picture frame. She gets a picture blown up and put in the frame, apparently. Gets some nice flowers. Uh, she's at the liquor store, and the dude's like, I can't sell to a minor. Okay. <laughs> Which is, I thought that was good. Uh, Why don't you just go to a chocolate bar? That would have made sense. Yeah. She probably would have. Uh, maybe. Well, it was during the daytime. When's the bar open? I don't know. I guess I don't know what time the little song opens. Uh, I feel like it's a late night establishment. I mean, they're open all damn night, because... Uh, Hitomi leaves and like the sun's coming up. Yeah, yeah it seems like a. A lot of times Hitomi's going right after school though too. Yeah, maybe. Who ah, knows? Ah, Who knows, man? I don't know, man. Uh, more on that next episode. Um, but yeah, she uh, also can't afford a cake because she spent too much money on everything else. Uh, so she gets home, does find empty liquor bottles in the cabinet. Namahage liquor. What's up with Namahages mm-hmm. in this show, dude? Like it's everywhere. It's constantly like the Namahagi this, Namahagi that. The kids are always learning about Namahagis, etc., etc. I have no idea. I didn't even. I don't know. I didn't even read it. I didn't. Didn't even notice. Yeah, it's Namahagi everything. Like I got eight more instances of Namahagi in these next few episodes, but we'll get to that. Um, but yeah, she finds some empty liquor bottles, Namahagi liquor bottles, fills them with water, makes a cake out of salt because she doesn't mm-hmm. have any. She like just takes a bowl, pours a bunch of salt in it, and like makes it look like bunches up the salt so it looks like little strawberries around the top of the cake or whatever this is amazing uh and she's like well what's his favorite food and she goes into the uh refrigerator finds her ikara bowl the rewards for Hina, and says well nobody doesn't nobody hates ikara so she takes it she says i don't want to give him too much so she just puts a few on a plate yeah it looks like beads <laughs> it looks like beads. it looks like a little bracelet uh and then nita comes home to what appears to be a funeral shrine there is the salt cake is just like salt which i mean you would have like because it wards off evil spirits you have the picture of nita on a little table right next to that 
And the picture of him, he is like, he's like got one hand up. He's like, what? Like, it looks, he's completely caught off guard in the picture because that's how how it was when she the took it. The flowers are laying right next the to it. The flowers are right next to it. Uh, the Ikara looks like a little, like, prayer bracelet of beads, uh, a bead roll. And behind it, she has a series of boxes that look an awful lot like a coffin. And he's just like, what? And I'm dead? And he's very freaked out. He's like, wait, where's Hina? And then out of out of one of the boxes, Hina very, very slowly rises out and then drops her arms to the side and then turns to him and goes, Boo. And he's like, uh, okay. She's very happy too. She's very happy. Uh Nita's just freaked out. He doesn't know what the hell's going on. Um, he's very, very confused and more than a little freaked out because it sure as hell looks like he's, you know, dead. Um, and she she reads this on his face and she just she kind of looks down, realizing, oh, maybe I fucked up. And she goes, congratulations on your promotion to lieutenant. And Nita just smiles at her and goes, thanks. And that was it. Yeah. It was real. It was so goofy, but. I like that episode yeah. a lot. I like that a little bit. And we're on episode 10. Episode 10, like a river stream. Yeah, man. This one hurt my heart after I worked 19 fucking days in a row without a day off. <laughs> I finally got a day off this week, guys. Woo! I couldn't believe it. That was before birthday my birthday. boy. This is a hell of a week, man. I work like damn near three weeks without a day off. And then my TV stopped working. I had to get a new TV. And then is my birthday, and I had to work ten hours on birthday. Uh, you know what? I don't need to drop this shit on y'all. But damn it, was some shit. All right. <laughs> anyway, birthday this one, boy got a new TV. I did get a new TV. That was nice. On credit, they I told him I didn't want. I've wanted to get it on credit so I could just pay it off. I told him I didn't want a big credit limit because I will be tempted to spend. And they were like, "All right, you were instantly approved for how much? I didn't need that much." He goes, 4000 I'm like, "You fucking dick." I'm telling you, dude, just break the card. I'm gonna end up. I'm gonna end up buying a Switch and a PlayStation. Just, just Pro. break the card, dude. I might. I probably should. Anyway, just break that bitch. Uh, they know I'm bad with money, but I got good credit. How's that happen? <laughs> anyway, uh, episode ten. Hitomi. Uh, she comes home late, and she's like, "Oh, thank goodness, no one's up." And then she is confronted, dun dun dun, by her mother. Her mother, who who looks exactly like her. Like they look the same age. Yeah. She's actually shorter than Hitomi. It's a uh, fairly shocking. Uh, but yeah, she, she looks like a middle school kid. Uh, cause that's how you draw ladies in animes. Anyway, uh, mom thinks Hitomi's up to something. Hitomi, uh, lies at first, but then tells the truth. Says that the truth is I've been working late nights at a bar. Mom still doesn't believe her. And then thinks, wait, are you doing something deprived? Like what's going on? It's like, and Hitomi's just like, mom. And then we cut to credits, which again, Taco's still not in the credits. She's in the, like the scenes where Nita's not there, but specifically like that last scene. Yeah, she the, is not there. You, the you scene watched in her it. own bar, yeah. Mm. Oh yeah, the the end credits. She's not in those. <laughs> yeah. Oh, in the in the first one, in the opening credits, yeah, she's yeah, not in the very. She's not end. in the at, in the end when uh, Hina's walking toward. It used to be Hina walking toward her and yeah, Nita. Now she's just gone. It's funny. It's pretty cool. It's a great continuity. 
there's also a really great one at the end of, I think, episode 11, where the credits are different. Did you notice that one? Um, no, we'll I didn't. It. We'll get to it. But um, I think I skipped the credits for most of them. Yeah. Sometimes they're fun. Uh, but anyway... Uh, at the bar, Hitomi uh, can't stand being at home. Uh, she showed mom her bank account to prove that she had a job, but she says, uh, mom thought I was just selling myself. I don't even know what that means. And Itako and Nita are both like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, Jesus, this is fucked. Um, like, everyone thinks she's a hooker. Yeah. The kids thought she was a prostitute. It's like, Jesus, <laughs> your own mama, girl. It's fucked up. Ah, oh, it's fucked up. This poor girl. I really felt for her on this one because, well, not, yeah, because she ends up getting a lot of work here. Anyway, um, but yeah, Itako says, hey, I mean, listen, you're, I, I left home a lot when I was a kid. You've actually got money. You should just leave home. You should just get out there and get your own place and blah, blah, blah. And Nita says, hey, that's crazy. What are you telling this kid? And Itako looks at him and says, I can't go back to the days without the revenue that Hitomi brings in. And he's like, you really? He His exact words, he he looks at her and he says, why was I in love with her again? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then she says something very similar. He's like, I can't mm. believe I fell for this woman at one point. Yeah. Uh, Hitomi decides, yes, she will in fact leave home. And then, uh, but she's like, but where will I go? And Itaka says, you leave that to me. Uh, Nita, of course, uh, part of his Yakuza organization is that he's uh, got all these, He's he's like a, what do you call like a like a what am I what, what's the word I'm looking real for? estate real estate yes he does real estate and shit with apartments and all that junk and he find he has this incredible fancy ass apartment swanky swanky as all fuck uh three fully furnished pl- fucking flat screen tv fancy couches windows across the whole it's a corner apartment three hundred thousand it costs but he says Obviously, we can help you out. We can give you a half price, one fifty. Don't even worry about, uh, you know, the the keepies and all this other shit. So uh, it's one fifty, right? Well, it was three hundred. Tell me three hundred thousand first. Three hundred thousand. This guy's over here clickety clack and using his uh, his his. That calculator. is, uh, god damn, that's two thousand six hundred sixty five dollars a month. That's outrageous. And then half that is still like thirteen something. Yeah. Gee, bus. That's still a lot. But homegirl is making all yeah, the money. Yeah, thirteen thirty-two fifty. Outrageous. Still making a lot of money though. Um, and she, they, I wonder they tell if that's it, all bills paid. Truly, it's all bills paid. It has to be. Has to be. But uh, yeah, all that, <clears throat> and she's like, I can't, I can't afford that. And a taco says, No, 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 no. You have to. You have to get out of the house. You really want to go back to your parents? This is the. You're not gonna find a place anywhere near this for cheap. And it's also the cheapest one that Nita has because he's a freaking Yakuza. We only deal in fancy shits, the expensive shits. And uh, that's the cheapest, cheapest he can get her. And Utako literally just forces her to sign the lease. Uh, to which Nita responds, "She just strong armed a friend, dirtier than any Yakuza, <laughs> which is pretty great." Uh. So then, the next scene we see Hitomi at the bar, mixing up a drink and whatnot, tells one of the customers at the bar her troubles, and uh, he says, well, I mean, if it's that bad and you need money, I could offer you a job. And he's like, she's like, yeah? He's like, yeah. And then we smash cut to her on one of those, like, cleaning the windows of a big-ass skyscraper. She's, like, on one of those, like, moving mm-hmm. uh, rack things. 
It's scaffolding. Scaffolding, yeah, that goes up and down the thing on the ropes. It's terrifying. Yeah, it's horrifying. I couldn't deal with that shit. What a horrible job. Uh, Rather clean the dookie water. Yeah, she is absolutely terrified, uh, but she does the job so well because she's so terrified. She's like, she's got to get through. She's got to do it, do it, do it. And she just starts cleaning. She gets it done so quick with this other guy who's up there. It's amazing. Uh, Then, back at the bar, more patrons are offering her more jobs because... Uh, they keep hearing about how good she's doing at all her other jobs. So we see her working a job as a waitress and then a ticket taker at some kind of concert and then handing out drinks and refreshments at the stadium and then working on the road at like like with a with a, a vest and everything, you know, the, the reflective vest and shit. And it then ends up, this is a kind of a scene that doesn't go a whole, uh, go very far, but it gives you a little bit of uh, info about what's going on with other characters. Wearing a costume in some kind of kids show opposite the boys from the band Atsuki and the, the the bassist I think who was like look in your eyes man that guy mm-hmm. or was that, that was a guitar player bassist was the other guy but uh they she actually recognizes them um and they have a brief discussion about like oh uh well wait what are you guys doing here they're like oh we're saving up so we can go to America we're working on, we we want to go take magic lessons or some shit and I'm like Okay, we'll find out more about that later. But she ends up, uh, she's like playing the monster in this goofy kid show, and Atsushi is like the hero. So out on stage, he just kicks the shit out of her and then stomps on her big, her big, uh, and she's literally just like a giant teddy bear, but she's yeah. the monster. He just kicks her real hard. She falls over. He puts his hand on, uh, puts his foot on top of her head, all triumphant. Is like, uh, he says, booyah. In the subtitle, I don't know if that actually if that's a. He says "booyah" a lot in the in the English. Uh, yeah, I don't know if that's like booyah. the proper translation or whatever what he said, but I mean it must be. It's pretty great. Um, <clears throat> so then uh, she also ends up working in an office, uh, working real hard in this office, and uh, apparently doing a decent job. But uh, in the bathroom of the office, she does overhear some of the other uh, women in the in the office. Uh, bad talking her talking about how uh oh she's uh she's trying so, she's doing so uh so much work even though she's a temp who she's trying to impress yeah and she looks so fresh-faced blah 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 it's like real uh jailbait or something like that mm-hmm. uh that kind of thing um it's pretty 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 uh these catty bitches it's a little it's pretty bummering bum me out a little bit talking bad about my good buddy hitomi but um yeah, at school, she actually uh, is sitting in class next to Hina. Hina's, of course, completely asleep, because she always is. And Hitomi's dozing off, too. And the boys, uh, what was it, Takashi and Kengo, they, uh, they're asking if she's okay, because that never happens. And one of them says, playing too many video games? She's like, yeah, that's what you guys do. I'm too busy working, kids. And then... Uh, one of the other, she overhears some uh, some of the girls in class talking about this show that they were watching, and oh, I can't believe that kind of stuff happens in the office. And she's like, "That's so cute. Games, uh, uh, office work isn't really like that." And blah blah blah. It's like, girl, you're in middle school. You need to chill. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, she works hard for the money. She works too hard. She and works I feel, hard for the money. I feel her pain after all work, all my working. But yeah. damn it, girl, you need a break. You need a break. But, uh, yeah, she doesn't want to admit she's working too much, and she just doesn't say anything to anybody about it. Uh, at the office, she makes some coffees and gets her boss, I wrote down, at least uh, higher up on the same floor as her, uh, some snacks that uh, she had heard the, uh, this person men- uh, mentioned. Uh, 
which by the way okay here's another fucking instance we see what the what this person is typing as Hitomi walks up and it's literally just the word namahage 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 over and over and over again like literally like no joke yeah what's really going on here um Hitomi asks uh her name is uh Asagiri Asagiri uh asked her um questions about some paperwork that she uh, had her make copies on and she says uh, let's take a break I'll tell you about it and they go on break uh, and Asagiri's take, uh, having a smoke break while Hitomi's just standing there and she tells her you know most girls uh, when they get bullied by the others here they either just suck it up or uh, they uh, they end up leaving but you you seem like the type who's gonna move up in the ranks yeah you're doing pretty good here and she's like she's being like real cool about it and she puts out a cigarette throws it away and it's like See you out there, kid. And she walks out, and Hitomi's just like, she didn't answer any of my questions. <laughs> Which is pretty great. Uh, Hitomi uh, gets some food on her way home. Gets a phone call from her mom as she's walking home. And just kind of blows her off like, Mom, I gotta get to bed. And Mom's like, where are you? What's going on? <sighs> Don't worry about it. I'm going home. Blah, blah, blah. I can't talk. Bye. And just blows her off. And then she walks in to her apartment, steps inside collapses and then she wakes up later uh freaks out because her clothes are all wrinkled freaks out because she didn't even put her food in the fridge and it's all spoiled and then freaks out because she's about to be late to her next job and she's just like oh what am i gonna do and then she realizes she's just weeping she didn't even notice until right then but she she realizes why am i crying I tell you why crying you overworked i've been there <laughs> It was a bummer, man. It was too real. Yeah, I can't find anything on the internet as to what the relationship is with... The Namahage. Yeah, and the the Hinamatsuri, yeah. And maybe we'll get some answers. Um, But whatever. I think it's weird that that keeps happening. But anyway. Um, And she's sitting there on the floor in her wrinkled clothes from yesterday, having just woken up on the floor. And she she realizes she's crying. She says, why am I crying so much? Why can't I say no? And then at the bar, uh, she's mixing up a drink and just really depressed. And Taco and some other patrons say, hey, we want to throw you a housewarming party at your place. Come on, let's, uh, you, you got to be settled in by now. She's like, no, I'm not at all. And she doesn't want to deal with it. She doesn't want to deal with anything. She's like going through the shit, man. And as she's going home that <laughs> night, she, uh, she's actually crying. And she says she wants to be a normal girl again. She wants to go home. And she decides, I know, I'll invite my mom to the party. She'll see that, like, I was telling the truth and everything. She'll freak out, and I'll be released. And she actually falls down and, like, screams to the heavens uh, that she'll finally be free. And she'll be released, she says. Um, you still looking that up, man? Yep, I can't find it. Well, don't worry about I it. I give up. I just think it's funny that everything's Namahage related, and that's all the teachers ever talk about. It's weird. Anyway. Um... So she does this plan. We see the party. Uh, all these all these businessmen are there. These bosses from these companies she's been working for. Utako and Nita are there. And mom is there, standing there uh, while this is going on. And we see Tommy turn around and say, oh, mom, you made it. And mom's freaked out. And all the business dudes hear, oh, mom? And they get up and go over to her like, oh, man, Hitomi's such a hard worker. Oh, wow, blah, blah, blah. Like, she's so great. And uh, 
they're all giving her their cards and stuff saying, this is who I am, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, how did she make all these connections? What's going on? She can't believe it. But like, there it is, the proof. And she's like, wow, she's got all these jobs and stuff. And she's like, oh, yeah, mom's going to freak out. She's going to tell him I'm in middle school. It's going to be great. Does not happen. Plan completely backfires. Mom is like, no, this is this is amazing. I wish I had these connections. That was the plan, right? You, you work at the bar, you make all these connections, and then you, you get a job with whoever's going to pay you the most, right? That's brilliant, man. Really are a smart girl. And that's it. And like everybody's like cheersing her and she's like, Yeah, cheers. And like she's clearly depressed and stuff, but no one she's she's the only one in this scene not smile well, her and Nita are the only ones in this scene not smiling because he Nita sees uh sees what's going on and Yeah, it's a real bummer. And then the last thing we see here is she is standing at the window uh after everyone's gone she's in a bathrobe just got out of the shower or something and she's sipping a cup of tea and she says to herself what exactly was i trying to accomplish scene that's it there like wasn't any big like yeah she didn't get saved she's still like you know going still got that swanky ass apartment does have a swanky ass apartment i mean if i'm a swanky ass apartment i mean it's just kind of a bummer. This kid doesn't have doesn't get to have a childhood now. But yeah. whatever. It's a it cartoon. I can't I can't be too depressed about it. It's a cartoon. I'm already sad about all the other cartoons. Can't be getting sad at this one. Again. Speaking of which, next part of this one is on Anzu. Anzu is given an allowance by uh by by uh, mom and pop as she calls them, and she's amazed by this uh, incredible fortune, a whole 5,000 yen. How much is that? That is Oh, $45. That sounds about right. Is it really? I think so. All right, do the math. Um, that sounds right. Uh, but yeah, she's amazed by this incredible fortune that's been bestowed upon her. Uh, shows it off to Hitomi, and Hitomi's like, uh, she's like, isn't it incredible? And Hitomi's like, isn't what? She's like, what? It is $40, $39.98. Wow. Not quite, not quite 40 bucks. Oh, wait, uh, you said 50000 right? Yeah, f- no, 5000 Five thousand. Five thousand. That's what I'm gonna say. Five thousand. Okay, so it's forty four dollars and forty two cents. Okay. So it's close to forty five. Okay. Close to forty five. Great job, dude. Um but yeah, Hitomi like uh realizes, oh, she's impressed by that much money. And Tommy's like, yeah, yeah, oh man, that is incredible. She's like pretending. Um and she says, Well, what are you what are you gonna do with it? And she's like, Well, I don't know. So Hitomi takes her to all these different places to like see, hey, what 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 do you want to try this? You wanna try that? Takes her to the bowling alley. Well, I mean, so I'm throwing balls at some pin couldn't I just like stack up some balls in the park and throw rocks at them or something? She's like, Yeah, I guess you fucking could, Anzu. <laughs> and she says, Well, how about karaoke? Takes you to the karaoke place. Well, I mean, I could just sing in the shower. I don't Okay. Well, how Anzu's about cheap? She don't want to spend that money. Don't want to spend that money. Hey, ain't nothing wrong with that, man. No. Save it up if you can. But, I mean, Mama always said your money ain't worth nothing if you don't spend it. Anyway, uh, takes her to a, a fancy coffee place, which is clearly a fake Starbucks, and tells her, uh, "Well, I mean, I could just drink water at the park." It's like you, okay, <laughs> okay, okay, Anzu. I love you, but okay. Um, but yeah, she basically just has a free version of everything that she would rather do. Uh, she also can't find any clothes she likes either, but she does see someone at this department, at this store, this clothing store that, uh, Anzu takes her to, and she sees these people buying a present, 
And she says, well, is that how they pack stuff up here? She says, oh, and Hitomi tells her, oh, that's a present. You give it to someone that you care about who uh, who you're thankful for. And uh, it's a shot sign of appreciation. She says, I know what I want to do. And she goes, they end up in this uh, some kind of department store. And she wants to buy something for Ma and, mom and pop. And it's for their stiff shoulders. Uh, she wants to get some kind of, it looks like a, like a shawl that goes around your shoulders and your neck and like hangs down. And I guess it vibrates or something. Cause it's supposed to help with your stiff shoulders. It says like three different places on the boxes. Goodbye to stiff shoulders. Tyanara stiff shoulders. Great for stiff shoulders. Like over and over again. And they're always talking about how stiff their shoulders are and their necks hurt and all that. So she wants to get this for them. And, but she is a little bit short on money. It's like, I think 50. It's like 5500 or something. She's got 5000 so she's just short. And Hitomi is moved, moved by this by this beautiful uh, notion she's putting forward that she wants to use the money to get something for mom and pop. And she offers to chip in. But then Sabu is, happens to be passing by. He butts in and says, no, 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 no. I, heard, I overheard all this. A present that is bought with other, someone else's money has no soul. And... Uh, uh, um, Anzu says, well, what am I supposed to do then? I don't have enough. And he says, well, if you don't have enough money, he's got to make some more. And it seems like he's going to have some great plan, some brilliant, some, you know, great thing to help him out. He takes him straight to the horse races. <laughs> We're gambling, folks. It's not good. Teach not good kids, for you. Teach your kids to gamble. Hey, man, I've told you. I can't, I can't fuck with gambling. This is not a good place for me. I would end up doing what Anzu, exactly what Anzu ends up doing. Uh, blowing it all? Just blowing it all. So it, what you got, she ends you up doing... You gotta risk it for the biscuit, dude. Absolutely not. What she ends up doing is... Uh, well, he takes him to the horse races. Hitomi is livid. And she says... She thinks to herself, uh, it, why is it that every... Is there any adult I can, I can uh, that's trustworthy that I can believe in? And she imagines everyone. She says... Uh, she imagines who was it? It was uh, Nita Utako. I think her mom and uh, Matsutani, the teacher. And she says, "No, no, none of them. I can't. I can't believe in any of these people." And every one of them are just like on different sides of her heads. All of them going eh, with their little wiggly tongues, looking all shocked and shit. It's pretty funny. They do the wiggly tongue a lot, and it's mm-hmm. great. Uh, so Hitomi tries to stop her, but Anzu has already made her decision. She bets. And she goes for the horse with the worst rating, 90 to ones on. I think she only puts like 50 on it or something. I don't remember. But however much she puts on it, or maybe it was 500. I think it was 500. Wait, hang on. Let me do math. Dead air song. Yes, dead, dead air song. song. You sing the dead air song. Oh, there's no dead air. It's the dead air song. I've been yeah. She puts five hundred yen on the this the worst rated horse. And what were you what were you gonna say? I was I was just gonna say I've been kind of quiet this episode because I'm I've been taking muscle relaxers (laughs) for for your for your slip disc. Yeah, yeah. Have our boy has a slip disc. Everybody, a, a compressed disc in my back. It's it's hurty, so they gave me some muscle relaxers. It's making him not feel. Yeah, it's making him feel and not I just, good. I just I take them and I just kind of kind of zone there. I feel comfortable when I zone there. It's a little high. I don't think I'm high. It's I feel little, I feel okay. You got a you got a good ca- you got a good chill going. Is I what c- you got. I could drive. Yeah, I'm very chill. You're not high. You're not high. You just got a good chill going. It's got me calm. How down. many how many muscle relaxers did they give you? Forty two. All right, don't. Don't go crazy. Uh, I'm not. 
I'm, dude, I barely ever take medicine. So like most yeah. of the time I, I'm kind of. I don't of, think you seem like you don't yeah. have an addictive personality. Me, however, ooh, not good. My grandmother today, whenever I was talking to her, she was asking about it and what I got, and she was like, "Oh, well, I have some more muscle relaxers at the house if you want." I give you the good shit. You know she's got the like, good shit. Yeah, and I was like, uh, "No, <laughs> Those, that bottle does not have my name on it." All right, but uh, <laughs> yeah. So I'm muscle relaxed out right now, guys. It's pretty great. Good buddies. He's got he's got a good calm going. <laughs> You look high as shit right now. <laughs> All right, but uh, yeah, she ends up betting on this horse. That uh, betting on this horse has the worst odds, ninety to one, that she uh, she will win anything. Uh, that that this guy's gonna win. Uh, and uh, Sabu actually tells her, man, that guy's. I mean, he's got the worst rating though. You know, there's like no chance, right? And she says, yeah, but that means if he wins, that I get the most. Uh, that I get more money. And he's like, I mean, you you sure are a real gambler. And. What happens is during the during the race, the horse falls. That's in first. Her horse ends up winning. She gets forty five hundred yen. Uh, forty five thousand. Excuse me, forty five thousand yen, which is an awful lot of money. Um, Sabu. Uh, forty five thousand yen is right at four hundred dollars. Pretty good. Pretty real good. Sure, mm-hmm. uh, you could buy a bunch of those fucking vibrating things. You should go ahead and just cash out now. Nope. Uh, Sabu ends up talking her into talks her into pushing her luck, uh, and they also as they're as they're uh, sitting there, they see the the hurt horse laying down there, and the you know people coming to get it off the thing, and uh, it's likely going to be put down. Some guys before her actually say, uh, "Yeah, it looks like he's going to be horse sashimi now." It's a real bummer. Uh, they bet Anzu loses several bets. They keep betting, keep betting, keep betting. Actually, you see uh, Hitomi win a couple bets. Uh, Sabu keeps losing. Uh, and Anzu keeps losing, and she's down to her last 500 yen. She uh, she puts her last 500 yen on this one horse, like sixth rank horse, and she says that uh, Sabu had mentioned before that because her uh, her cause was noble, the gods of horse racing will smile upon her, and that's why she won the money. Uh, she says, "No, I see now that the gods of horse racing must have seen through me that." Uh, that I uh, wanted more when I didn't need it. So now I'm sure that I'll win this one because it's my it's the last I've gotten. All I want to do is buy a present for mom and pop. And her horse is losing. She considers. She holds out her hand. She's like, I can use my powers if I, if I stop the horse that's in front, my horse can win. And then she thinks to herself. She remembers, uh, the guy behind her. It's kind of it's kind of goofy the way they do it. Um. It's kind of like in The Simpsons when they do the like, Lisa needs braces. That'll plan. Lisa needs it. But it's like Sabu going, you can win. And this guy behind her going, horse sashimi. You can win. Horse sashimi. Yeah. <laughs> it's really great. In, in English, they just say horse meat. So it's, yeah. You can win horse meat. But then like the last thing, that, the last time he says it just shows a plate of like what is clearly like horse, yeah. horse sashimi or horse meat, I guess. Oh, no. Uh, and in the end, she doesn't do it. Uh, she says, I couldn't, I didn't want you to become horse sashimi, so she doesn't do it. And then at a cafe later, she's crying while, uh, Sabu and, uh, Hitomi sit across from her that she can't afford any gifts. And Hitomi tells her, Hey, what's the most important part of a gift? And she stops crying. And then we cut and we see Hitomi at home with mom and pop. Uh, who run the you know the the Chinese restaurant, Ra Ra Ken, and 
she says to, uh, she gives them a stack of papers, these little coupons she made that say one free back rub, uh, back massage, 10 minutes or something like that. And she gives them to him. Awful long time to massage somebody's back for free. Awful long time. You're weak. But you wish someone <laughs> would massage your back with your fucking No, dude, dicks. I hate massages. They hurt. You ain't been touch drive, bro. I got these hands. <laughs> I got these hands, bro. Anyway. <laughs> but uh, she gives him these coupons. We cut back to the, uh, the cafe, and Hitomi's telling her what really matters is showing your appreciation. And that's what's important. That, that you show that you really care about them and that you appreciate them. And so she gives them, uh, gives them these shoulder, shoulder, shoulder massage coupons. Uh, they love it. It's great. And uh, Pop cashes in one right then, and the episode ends with her, like, dunk, 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 like smacking on his back, uh, giving him a back rub and stuff on his shoulders. And he's like, oh, this is great. When's the last time I had a back massage? It's really cute. Happy ending. I liked it. And that's episode 10. We're on episode 11. Two left. Episode 11. A man thirsty for blood, violence, and money. This one was re- absolutely ridiculous. I freaking love this episode. Absolutely stupid, and I hated it, but it was, it was pretty good. Okay. This one starts with Seta, a man who's working on some kind of TV documentary, uh, and he wants to interview. Uh, he's working on a documentary about the Yakuza, and he wants to interview Nita, because apparently this guy's the talk of the town, and... Uh, you actually see him talking to Nita for a bit, and Nita refuses at first, but then concedes when Seta calls, says, hey, man, you're the biggest face in Yakuza right now, and no matter what happens, you'll be a legend for sure. And Nita ends up giving in. So then we see, after the credits, Nita is driving, Hina's in the front seat, mm-hmm. Seta and his cameraman are in the back seat. This is Hina has a broken leg here, so this is either she keeps breaking her leg or this is a time jump, and we like we're back. I think it's previous and it's like before, yeah. And then all the editing happens, and one of rewatches at the end is current time. I would think, but like she also during when they were actually like during the thing though, she also had the leg brace off for a bit, like when they were filming when they were playing the video game, she didn't have the cast on then, yeah. That's what I'm saying, is but that was like when they were shooting stuff, so yeah, this is like during all that, yep. So, like. What we're saying, so what I'm to believe then is that if that's true, they're really playing hellfire with the timeline here. Because if that's true, then while this all this filming was going on, while Hina had the cast on, then she got it off. There was the whole thing with uh, her and Ikaruga K, um, and her like leaving and then coming back when it turns out she didn't have to leave and uh and then after all that they keep shooting and then the thing comes out so like that whole Hina's gonna leave thing and her walking in on him partying was like during the filming then i don't know they're really playing hellfire yeah i think it was probably during but i mean they probably weren't there every day i guess but uh yeah it was just kind of weird um if if that's how it happened i don't know maybe i'm wrong about everything but I probably am, in fact, but you know what? I like this show. I'm not, I don't really give a shit. It's not to be taken all that seriously. It's a good time. I do want to know what's up with the fucking Namahage thing. Anyway, um, yeah, the, she's got a broken leg. Seta and his guy are surprised that Nita is so ordinary. He's nice, even. Uh, they they talk about, like, they try to get, um, you know, any information out of him. He doesn't say very much, just like... Uh, 
he, he just said like why okay why'd you join the uh yakuza and he's like well uh i mean my old man died and uh I ended up starting a small business and blah, blah, blah. We worked with the Yakuza a little bit and I ended up, um, you know, figuring out that, uh, I could make more money if I worked with them than just doing the small business thing. And, uh, his, uh, his whole thing was, uh, like since his dad died, these were like, you know, a family to him cause he didn't have any like male role yeah. models or anything. He ended up hooking up with these guys and, uh, you know, it was the loyalty and the honor and all that stuff. And he really liked it. He enjoyed it. And that's what he ended up doing. Um, they ask he, uh, Nita, uh, what did she do before she's died? Oh, and there's a bit where in here where uh, he uh, they're like, oh, so what's with your daughter? She's not my daughter. I am your daughter, not by choice, which is pretty funny in context. Mm-hmm. Later on, out of context, it's absolutely ridiculous. But um, they ask her, well, what were you up to before you started staying, staying with Nita? And she just says, I was following orders. Yeah. Which is ominous. But... Uh, <laughs> Uh, at home, uh, she, uh, takes some of his food. She beats him at video games. They're fa- playing what is clearly a fake street fighter where he is playing F Hamda and she is BU, which is pretty great. <laughs> uh, and she beats the shit out of him and so he goes, you suck. Yeah. Well, okay. He says first, he says massacre dude. And she goes, you suck Nita, <laughs> which is pretty great. <laughs> um, <laughs> But then Seta, he's sure, like they're recording on this, they're seeing this normal-ass guy just being a nice, normal guy, feeding the kid and everything. She, like, takes food from him, and he doesn't even care. And he's sure... That extra meatball again. Yeah. He's sure that she's, uh, that he's hiding his true nature. And he tries to call, he talks to the family, uh, his his mom and sister, and uh, they tell him what? I mean, you think he's going to have some big stories? What? Like, 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 he's a real tough guy. He learned karate from beating up other kids and stuff. You got to use those secret moves. Nah, man, that's not Nita. And uh, he he, he finally, at the office, he ends up staging a confrontation with Sabu, (laughs) which is freaking amazing because Sabu walks by and Nita's like, Hey, did you get a did you get a gift for the old man? He's still in the hospital. And he goes, Oh, I forgot. I'll go get one right now. It's like, yeah, make sure you do, you dummy. And like that's it. And the dude's like, Come on. Like you could have you could have laid into that guy. Give him something. Come on. And he's like, Well, he's a dumbass. Like, I mean, if I if I got mad at him every time, I'd I'd always be mad. No. I mean, that's stupid. And he said and he's like, You're gonna look weak on this show, man. Come on, do something. And Sabu comes up, he's like, No, 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 he's right. I can't have you looking weak. You're my brother. And he hands him an ashtray. He's like, hit me with this. <laughs> <laughs> so he does. They redo the scene. He's like, did you get something for the old man? Oh, oh. And he's like, clearly, he's like, oh, I forgot. I'll go right away. He's like, you dumbass. And he actually calls him. Hang on. I wrote it down. He calls him a shit sucking dimwit. And he smashes him with the freaking ashtray, knocks him down. He's like, you idiot, go get something right now and uh, and clean up this mess. You got ashes everywhere and like that kind of thing. He's like really laying into him. And then the dude, the dude who's doing this, who's supposed to be a real reporter and re- recording real shit goes and cut. Perfect. Like he's literally just directing a show now. And Nita immediately falls down. He's like, hey, man, are you OK? And Sabu's like, you took it too far. And he's like, oh, shit, give me the emergency kit. Like he's immediately taking care of this dude who has blood trickling down his face now. He's going to have a scar just like Nita did from getting hit with an ashtray. Uh, it's great. Um, Seta is floundering at this point. He actually has a confrontation with Nita trying to get him angry at the bar, uh, but Nita doesn't bite. He won't fall for it. He doesn't do it. 
Um, and in the end, he ends up faking footage to get a good story. He actually, we see him it's like... fake news, man. It's fake news. It is, in fact, fake news. God damn it, Roger. Uh, we, in fact, see him like at home, and he looks into his kid's room and sees his kid's laying there, and he's like... I got to do this because he's got a family to feed. He wants to make a good story to make sure people see it and that's popular. So he fakes it, man. And we see a lot of cutting. We see people arguing with him about like, you know, hey, this isn't right. You're, you're faking stuff. And he's like, no, I got to do this. I got to do it. And uh, we see Nita and Hita sitting down to watch the broadcast. Everything's out of context and remixed. Makes him look like a real monster. Um, we see those, those, uh, they, they use that clip of Hina saying, uh, I was just following orders, like completely out of context. Uh, him calling her, saying that she's not his daughter. He's denying it and all this. Um, I mean, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, I think my favorite parts are they, they show the bit where he hits Sabu Mm -hmm. and then they also show, um, them talking about um they say something to him like uh well what uh like they they talk about how he is this new kind of yakuza who doesn't have any honor or loyalty and stuff and how he's like such a bad guy and he's a real monster and blah 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 they only call him in and his face is blurred out they say something about um what would the other yakuza do yakuza do if they if they found out this or that or something and they just show that clip of him playing the video game but you don't see the video game you just see him going massacred dude and then there's a my other favorite is they they say something about he doesn't have any respect for anyone at all and, and the clip is uh him sitting at his desk where he where he the actual clip was him saying what uh, talking about Sabu what he's just a dumbass I'm not gonna uh, get mad at him every time and the the clip they show is him sitting there and the voiceover says what do you think of the president he's just a dumbass like it's absolutely amazing it's all out of context yeah. and fucked up it's great. Um, the thing's over, and when it's over, Nita's just sitting there looking kind of, looking upset. He looks a little mad, and Hina just goes, who was that? Which was really great. Yeah, and she's, it was, they made it very exciting in the English. Mm. She's she's like, who was that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, at work, he goes back into work, Boss and Naito are just giving him shit, reciting lines from the show. He's like, sorry, I'm such a dumbass. They like, stayed blah, up blah, blah. all night. They recorded it and stayed up all night memorizing the whole yes, thing. Yes, they did, in fact. Uh, they, they actually I thought that was pretty great. that to each other. And they're just giving him shit. And Nita freaks out, turns around, slams the door, and runs home crying. Yeah. <laughs> Which is really funny. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. What was, what was the line? Uh, in the end, he retreats back into the darkness, into a life of greed and filth or something like that. And they like they tell him that. It's like, well, oh, you're going to go back to the darkness, your life of greed and filth. And he's like, shut up. He just runs away. It's so fucking funny. He gets home. He sees Hina playing video games instead of doing her homework. And she's like, he, he says, hey, don't you have homework to do? And she doesn't even turn around. She just goes, massacre, dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's really good. And he's just he's just out of it, man. Um, and that's that one. Uh, we're I love that episode. That was a really good. I really like this next one actually. That was the first half. Second half, Anzu comes over to stay with Nita. Oh yeah. This is a really good. <laughs> um, Mom and Pop are out at the hot springs. Hina is at Namahagi Ski Camp. Yeah, she's learning how to ski at the Namahagi Ski. Zigging, zagging. Pizza and French fries. At the Namahagi. Namahagi ski Burger camp. house. Nope. What? What's happening? Are you having a stroke? Well, you you kept saying Namahagi's uh, 
ski ski lessons or whatever. Ski camp. Ski camp. And what does it have said, to do with burgers? Well, he said burgers and fries. She's having burgers oh. and fries. And I said, no, I said p- pizza and French fries. That was the thing. That's oh. how you ski. You do the muscle relaxers. <laughs> Roger, are you okay? Yeah, man, I'm Drink good, some dude. more water, man. Come on. It's been making me thirsty this whole damn show. Drink some more water. I'm drinking it, dude. Jesus. It's delicious. The are pizza, you okay? Pizza and fries. Yeah, the Namahagi Burger House. <laughs> what is happening? Freaking stupid, dude. I'm stupid. Okay. Love you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, okay. Anyway, uh, Hina's at Namahagi's key camp. Mom and Pop are at the hot spring. Anzu's going to be staying with Nita. Um, Anzu didn't go to the hot spring because she didn't want to come between uh, Mom and Pop. And he, Nita thinks to himself, how much do I have to pay to switch you with Hina? He actually tells her, yeah. uh, which is pretty funny. Uh, Nita cooks up a nice meal. Anzu takes the plates to the table and says, oh, I'm used to carrying plates. She just puts them at the table for him. They eat. She actually takes the dish. She says, oh, I'll do the washing. And she, he's like, really? He's like, yeah, I'm good at washing dishes. She takes them, goes there, washes them up. And uh, Nita, while this is happening, is just sitting at the table still. And he looks kind of kind of weird. And he says, oh, this it seems like it's going to be easier than I thought. So why do I have this uneasy feeling? And then the next day we see... Uh, Anzu is excited and impressed by everything Nita does. He's like, he's got tricks for cleaning up the house. He's got his own special like window washing and she's like wiping. She's like, oh, that's amazing because it's so clean. He's chopping up lettuce for a meal. She's like, oh, that's amazing. You're so, you're good at chopping lettuce. And Nita this whole time is just happy to be admired. And he also can't help but recall how differently Hina acted to all of this. He sees, uh, he, he remembers uh, chopping lettuce and uh, Hina saying something like, oh, man, it's weird how good you are at that. And he's like, um. And there's a bit where, like, Anzu's sitting there watching some kid's show. And the kid's show is just these, like, three weird-shaped uh, little guys dancing. One of them is, I think, was doing the suck it motion. Mm-hmm. It's, like, real loopy, but he's, like, he's, like, literally doing the, the fucking Generation crotch X suck chop. it. Yeah. He's doing the crotch chop, yeah. It's fucking ridiculous. But uh, anyway, she's looking at this. She's like, oh, wow, this is great. And he remembers Hina watching the same thing, just going, lame, <laughs> which was mm-hmm. pretty perfect. Right. Um, I think that's the that's the shot where she's wearing the too cool shirt, uh, sweater. Hina's the best, man. Hina's amazing. I love her. Um, and uh, yeah, he's just, he, he can't, he can't believe like how cool this girl is. Um, he actually says, man, she's such a good girl. I can't believe it. Uh, and Anzu, as, uh, as he's doing some laundry, asks him, Hey, is there anything I can help you with? And he says, no, you're, you're my guest. You don't have to do that. And she says, no, you're taking care of me. I need to help out. And then Nita, like, just looks at her for a second, puts down the laundry, immediately walks off to his room. And she's like, Hey, Nita. And he, in his room, he just screams. He just screams. He can't stand that he's stuck with Hina while, quote, those bastards from the Chinese restaurant get to have Anzu. He can't believe it. He's so upset. But he remembers when she first showed up how violent and angry she was. And he says, I'll just remind her. I'll remind her how crazy she was. 
And he says, come on, we're going out. We're going to have some fun. And uh, she's like, what? And she's like, yeah, 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 come on. It's like, this is like a vacation for you. Let's have some fun. Come on. And they go. They go to the aquarium. And she says, well, hey, we don't have to go if it costs money. He says, no, 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 no. It's okay. It's okay. Mom and Pop are spending money too. It's, it's your day off. You know, that's what you do. You spend some money. You have fun. And they go in and she's legit having fun she's amazed by all the pretty fishies that are floating around and she like tries to grab and like nita uh is standing there like trying to get a rise out of her but she's like just having such legit fun and she runs over and grabs his arm like come on come on let's go this way and he like he's like for a second he's like yeah let's go and he stops he goes what and he like pulls his hand back like no 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 she almost got me um and he's like he's trying to be he's trying to be cool but it's not working uh they go to the dolphin show and she's like oh i'm so because they were in the splash zone or whatever and he's like yeah yeah, you're just an evil little kid i know that i know how this is kids are really selfish i know how this is um he takes her bowling she gets a freaking strike and then she runs over he's like i did it she's like gonna give him a like double high five and she's like going for a like a big double high five and he's got his hands up and as soon as she gets to him he goes nope and just pushes her back it's like, like he's really trying to keep a distance and make her, like try and get a rise hour. It's not working because she's just so legit happy to be having fun. Uh, they hit up a place called Moshimoen, which is a big theme park, the Playland of Hopes and Dreams. It says on the little map they're carrying, and he tells her, "Hey, you know, it's your day off. I mean, we're having fun." Uh, and she's like, they just got off a ride, and he said, and she says, okay, let's go on this one, and then we can do one you want to do. And he says, no, 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 you pick everything. It's okay to be selfish. And she says, well, that's not good. And he's like, what? She says, like if a, if a day off is for having fun, then we should be having fun together. And he says, no, 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 no. But see, and he says, and she goes, she cuts him off. I'd rather have fun together with you. And she gives him a big smile. Anita dissolves into sand. It yeah. just blows away. This salt, scene's man. amazing. Yeah, he like a pillar of salt, and he just blows into the air. And then we see um, coming down from the heavens uh, over him a band of angels that are all Anzu, and they're like they're so happy and smiling, and they grab his hands, uh, his arms, and they pull him up with them, and they start to fly away from the underworld, which is a whole like a pile of Hina zombies that were holding him down going, feed me, feed me, which is amazing. Mm -hmm. And he says, what am am I doing? And he realizes, hey, we can just have fun. This can be happy. And he says, let's give up. Let's dream. And they have a legit great day together as they, as the, uh, uh, that evening at the, uh, at the amusement park. And he thinks to himself at one, uh, toward the end of it, this is a father's ideal world. Like he's so happy to like just be having fun with this with this little girl that he's taking care of. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's so very he's nice. So grateful and thankful. Yeah, and to have like yeah, exactly. She's such a good girl. He's 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 being a dad and he loves it. He's he's having a legit great time. She's, and she's everything a legit great that time. he is not. Exactly, and it's incredible. <laughs> and then the next day, the next morning, uh, Anzu takes her stuff and she's heading home. Uh, she uh, Nita actually walks in and says something like. Oh, hey, what do you want to do today? And she's like, oh, well, I'm going home today. Uh, oh. And mom and pop, yeah, mom and pop are coming home from the hot spring. I, I got to get out of here. And he says, oh, yeah, I forgot. And in his mind, he says, reality was coming home, too. And as he just sees, like, he, he imagines, like, this dark specter that is Hina, like, coming home. It's 
pretty yeah. fucked up. She has a shirt on that says reality. Yeah, it's great. Uh, and then she's gone, and he's just standing there for a second. And then the phone rings. A call. It's Matsutani from Hina School. He says, I, I don't know how to say this, but uh, Hina has gone missing in the mountains. And he just goes, oh, yeah? In the dub, I actually watched this, and he goes, is that so? Like, that's it. Yeah. Like, that's the reaction. He doesn't freak out. He's just like, oh. Uh, notably, in the credits this time, Hina is not there again. But, you know, the credit, the end credits are just, like, three still images. It's the two of them, like, on this uh, busy, like, walkway, like, these shops and everything on either side. It's all dark and sparkly and, and really pretty. It's, like, obviously night times. the two of them standing there. Uh, and then the next one is the two of them sitting down and eating. And uh, they're eating. And uh, Nita's, like, doing one of these with his hand on his face and kind of smiling as he's, as he's kind of doing a, a face palm. But he's, like, a happy face palm. Meanwhile, Hina's sitting there, like, eating. And, like, all the vases are floating around them. And then the last shot is him sitting next to Nita, uh, Hina uh, in the bar with everyone from the show around them. Not literally every character, but damn near every character around them. Uh, notably, Anzu sits right next to Hina in that in that last one. Okay, Hina's not there. It's just him alone on the street. It's him eating alone with the, like, vases and everything laying on the table because they were floating. Now they're just down. Like, they're not even set up. They're, like, laying sideways. The last scene, notably in this one, before when Hina wasn't in it, it was just him empty seat next to him and then Anzu's over here this one he has moved down a seat and sitting next to Anzu <laughs> which is really great I really liked that detail <laughs> I regret not watching those and Dude, you should check on. them out you should yeah. check them out uh they're pretty great that, that's episode 11's uh ending has has that that specific one and it's really good uh but that's episode 11 we're on to episode 12 the final episode hit it Yuki Mitsuri yeah that's what it's called all right we see Hina. She's rolling up a big, big ball of snow. Apparently going to make a snowman. No, it's not making a snowman. She's bringing snow for the igloo. Because her and uh, Hitomi, Kingo, and Takashi have all gotten lost in the woods. And they're building in an the igloo. In the middle of the winter. In the middle of the winter. And they are building an igloo to try and conserve some kind of heat. Wow. Um, everybody's freaking out except Hina because she's like, ah, I don't get it. Um, and she actually, uh, one of them says, I never thought we'd get lost out here. And she says, hey, it's no big deal. Yeah, he is <laughs> cracking jokes for a hot second here. Yeah, and, and they're like, this is no time for puns. It's really great. Uh, one of them drops a really great pun later. But uh, Kengo and Ta- uh, 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 or um, Hitomi goes over to Hina and says, hey, listen, Kengo and Takashi are really worried. Like, let's try and not make light of this. And uh, Hina says, well, what's so bad about being lost on a mountain? And then her stomach just starts growling. And she says, oh, I'm hungry. And uh, Hitomi says, well, that's one thing. There's no food. And she goes, (gasps) and then she immediately goes over to the boys who are making the igloo. She says, Kengo, Takashi, being lost on a mountain is really bad. And they're like, yeah, obviously like it i love that scene Mm -hmm. uh so then they're all huddled up in this thing um there's some kind of like the wind's blowing real hard it's like blizzard style out there um and hitomi says uh we need to stay inside the igloo to conserve uh to try and conserve energy and hina just goes feed me uh takashi is kind of down to be stranded out here but 
uh, he, he, I'm sorry, he's kind of down to be stranded. He's kind of cool with it because it means he gets to be close to Hitomi. He's obviously got a crush on Hitomi. Uh, and yeah, winds are raging through the night. It's, it's a straight up blizzard out there. Hitomi's, uh, getting pretty dour. Hina says something like, what's going to happen if nobody finds us? And she goes, I mean, we'll probably die. It's like, damn, Hitomi, <laughs> like you could have, you could have softened that blow a little bit. <laughs> Everybody's a little freaked out. Um, Hina says, I'm going to go use the bathroom. And she just leaves. Uh, she just crawls outside into the blowing snow. Uh, Takashi, when that happens, says, man, she just killed the mood and left. Seriously. Um, Kingo takes this opportunity to apologize to everybody. Says, it's my fault. I said I knew a shortcut to get back down the mountain. It's my fault we ended up here. They reassure him. And they're like, no, 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 no. We all decided to do this. It's it's not your fault. And he's like, you're right. It's not my fault. All right. And they're like, okay, well, don't don't get over it so quick. Uh, later, the snow has stopped, and they're all just sitting in there trying to stay warm. And then one of them, I think Kingo, realizes, hey, um, Hina's been gone for a while. And they're like, what? And there's, like, the creepy music, like, something's happening. And then you hear, like, like these footsteps, footsteps in the snow. And Hina pops back up, and she's like, hey. And they're like, oh, thank goodness. I didn't know what was going on out there. She says, uh, hey, I saw a light over that way, and she points toward the tree line. And they're like, what? Really? Are they looking for us? And they all run out. They don't see anything. They just see trees and trees and trees. And they're like, oh, are you hallucinating already? Jeez. And they all just all go back in. And Hina crawls back in after him and says, listen, okay, I need y'all to keep keep a secret. And they're like, what? What is it now? Like, they're annoyed by her. They know, like, this kid doesn't have any secrets. She's like an idiot. And she goes, I have, uh, she tells her, listen, she tells them, I have special power powers and I flew through the sky and they're like, what are you talking about? That's stupid. And Hitomi apparently trying to knock her out of this stupor that she believes Hina is in slaps her just straight up slaps her to which maybe my favorite line of this episode, Takashi behind her says, well, what did Hina deserve to do to deserve to, sorry, what did she do to be rewarded like that is what he says. Yeah. Because, and King goes like, what? Because he wants, he's he he really likes Hitomi. He's down to get slapped. Apparently, fun. Um, and Hitomi tells her uh, tells Hina to wake up. We have to we have to wait for help. We're gonna get through this. It's gonna be okay. And Hina just looks really annoyed. It's like, and she just pushes her off of her and goes back outside. And they're like, Hina, wait. And they go after her. And she's just floating there in the air. And they're like, oh wait, are we hallucinating? And they're like freaking out now. And uh, the two boys are like, wait, okay, no, something's, I'm, we're freaking out, right? There's no way that's real. We're, we're hallucinating, obviously. And then they hear Hitomi say, hey guys. And they turn around and see her floating in the air. She's like, I'm totally floating. <laughs> Which is really great. Uh, they can't believe it. Uh, Hina does in fact have uh, special powers and whatnot. And uh, they all go down the line. Uh, Takashi's like, amazing. Uh uh, no, Kingo, I think, says amazing. Takashi says, I thought you were just a poop generator. Yeah. It's In the great. English, he says, I thought all you did was eat and poop. Sounds right. And uh, um, Hitomi says, well, now we have hope. Uh, tomorrow, let's use your powers to, to, to help them find us or whatever. And Hina says... Uh, and she just faints because she's so hungry and she doesn't have any energy left. The next morning... Kengo Takashi are gone. Uh, Hina is still too hungry to use her power. Hitomi takes her to a clearing 
and tells her, hey, close your eyes. And she closes her eyes, and they sit her down in this clearing, and she and the guys try to convince Hina that she is, in fact, in a fancy sushi shop, and these little packed bits of snow they have are Ikara rolls. Because they're trying to convince her that she's she's eating so that she'll have some energy and she can use her powers to get him out of there. Uh, and she eats the snow. It doesn't work. She's like, this is snow. This is stupid. They're like, no, 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 no. This is Ikara. And uh, here, here's the here's the pun. Uh, Taka, she says, see, look, look, I have lots of Ikara rolls. And then Kengo goes, although you're getting a row deal. But dumps. Dude, you're high. <laughs> nah, man, I'm good. I feel good. I feel fine. All right. <laughs> uh, Hina pauses and like they're trying to convince her that uh, she's really eating this stuff. Uh, Hitomi actually like gorges herself on it. She's like eats a whole bunch. She's like, look, it's so yummy. She's like, gong, 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 gong. And then she like falls over. She says, brain freeze. And then they're like, oh man, Hitomi, you okay? She's like, no, I, I ate too much wasabi. <laughs> like she doesn't want to break the illusion or whatever. Yeah, one of the kids like, Salmon roll doesn't come with wasabi. It does not. It does not, and that doesn't even make sense. Um, but Hina just sits there, like, paused and uh, not doing anything. But then finally she's, uh, she smiles, keeps her eyes closed, and she says, uh, I'll try. And then she apparently eats some. Later we see a helicopter flying overhead. The, ki- the guys in the helicopter sees the kids standing next to what appear to be two massive snow sculptures of Ikara rolls. And one of them says, wait, where they're standing, are they supposed to be the ginger on the side? Yeah. And the other guy's like, who cares? Get us down there because they need to save these kids. Hina's just straight up passed out in that scene. But they end up picking him up. Uh, Hina wakes up, wait for it, in Namahage General Hospital. Jesus, right? Like, what's going on here? Uh, Nita's there. Uh, She wakes up and he's like, geez, I was really worried. And she says, hey... I want real Ikara, not the cold stuff. And he's like, yeah, okay, whatever you want. And then roll credits. And it's great. It's beautiful. You see all these scenes of, like, what uh, what, what everybody's doing afterwards. It's really nice. And then, because we're only halfway through the episode, time jump three years later. Yeah. Straight to the very first episode. Straight back to the very beginning of the very first episode. You know, episode. and I didn't even put this together last time I watched it. Mm-hmm. The first episode that I rewatched for the podcast, I caught it then. I was like, oh, I forgot all about this happening. Yeah, the very, very beginning. Yeah. Yeah, it was weird, right? Yep. Um, but it's three years, three years later, we're in China. We see Atsushi, who's on some sort of mission. He says, I'll find a way to, to complete... Rakusian, which is a clever portmanteau of rock and illusion. It's not easy to say. Rakusian. Rakusian. Is how it's uh, spelled in the dub, anyway. Uh, he sees a demonstration at some kind of what appears to be like a like a monk temple, like some kind of training school for this uh, special martial art. Mao. He sees Mao there, the redhead girl. There's a line of five pots lined up. She strikes one on the side after focusing her cheese or whatever she's pretending to do and shatters all of them in one single blow without with uh, with only touching one of them on the end. It's amazing. Atsushi says, yes, this is what I've been looking for. It's the same as Hina's power. And she tries to he tries to talk to Mao, but it's pulled away by a, a couple of monks who are like, no, 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 get away from her. And uh, he also uh, he's speaking Japanese. But he's like, oh, wait, I don't speak Chinese. And he's like trying to speak Chinese because he's in China. He thinks she speaks mm-hmm. Chinese, etc., etc. Uh, he gets pulled away later in her room. Mao has two 
weird like wooden mug things. We saw one of them in the very first episode. Uh, but they are made up like Hina and Anzu. That's what the that's what that was. She was fighting with in the first episode. Uh, we see a brief back uh, flashback three years ago. She made it to land, traveled very far uh, she lived by a train and stuff. Yeah, living in the slums and whatnot. And she ends up picked up by this martial arts monastery type place when they saw her performing on the streets. Uh, this small girl with her arms perfectly, like directly uh, perpendicular to her body, holding these two gigantic pots that are heavier than her or bigger than her. It's outrageous. Uh, obviously she was using her powers. They don't know that. They think she's just got something special. Um, so we then see, get a brief shot of this bald monk who later she calls shiny head, uh, or I guess probably baldy in the, no, I think she still said shiny head. Shiny head. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but a, we see this guy meeting with the master, uh, after listening into on her talking to her little wooden dolls, uh, in her room says that she's muttering to the dolls in Japanese again. They say, yeah, there's something weird about that girl, but we wouldn't be where we are now if it weren't for her. She's so, she's so incredibly strong and whatnot. Um, and they say, well, we need to keep an eye on her. And that weird Japanese guy from earlier uh, at the demonstration. And Yeah, yeah, we'll keep an eye on him. Uh, at a restaurant, Mao sits with her dolls when Atsushi enters, and he tells her, hey, I'm trying to find uh, some real magic, and I'm sure that you've got it, and blah, blah, blah. He's talking to her. And she thinks to herself, man, this guy's crazy. And then she bends over to the dolls and says, hey, let's get out of here. And she picks him up and he thinks, oh, she's talking to dolls. She must be crazy. Which is pretty great. They just think each other is insane. <laughs> but uh, she starts to leave. But then he begs her saying, no, no, no. I need to show Hina that I can do it without her. And she freezes when he hear, when she hears Hina. And she turns around. She says, wait, like this? And she shows him the doll. And he says, yeah, that kind of looks like her. Same hair color and everything. And she just starts crying. She says, finally, I finally have a lead. And she says, listen, okay, uh, I'll teach you uh, this Qigong style if you take me to Hina. And she said, he's like, yeah, sure, totally. Which is when Shiny Head and a bunch of monks show up. Uh, the two of them, um, Mao and Atsushi, run through a window. They jump out a window. They run. They take off. The monks give chase. Uh, as they're chasing, uh, she turns and hurls the Anzu uh wooden doll at, at one of the guys and just nails him right in the face and then we go into that same scene at the beginning of the first episode uh she beats down a bunch of dudes this other baldy head monk uh starts to pull out his phone to uh call for backup she knocks his phone away and then we see the other monks uh running up on her and as she's uh trying to figure out how she's going to get out of this she doesn't want to use her powers because then they'll know she has powers she needs to like pretend to use her fakey fake uh mm -hmm. uh like karate or whatever yeah, she's superhuman uh yeah they call it it's the superhuman martial arts mar the, the superhuman uh what did they call it that was the name of the freaking uh like group superhuman martial arts yeah that's just what they call it superhuman martial arts it's goofy it's a fun name that is goofy but uh She's trying to figure out what she's going to do. She can't just blow these guys away. And Atsushi says, hey, I want to help, even though I'm really confused as to what's going on. She's like, okay. And she just grabs him, picks him up. It looks like she's just picking him up by the shirt. She is, of course, using her powers. And he says, wait a minute, I recognize this. It's just like Hina before. And he, she hurls him at these dudes and just he knocks over all of them because she's obviously guiding him to hit all of them. Um yeah, it's really great. She she just hugs Atsushi at these dudes. Uh, he recognizes that feeling, and as they're uh, as this is all going down, Master shows up and tells them to stop. 
And Mal says, I, uh, Mal tells him that she intends to leave for Japan. And the master says, okay, fine. Your talents have brought us uh, great fortune. You may leave if you pass the trial of the superhuman martial arts. Dun, dun, dun. So he takes, they go back to the friggin' monastery, whatever thing, his training ground. And he, they unveil a huge, it looks like one of those like wooden training dummies. I looked it up. It's called a Murei Zhuang or something like that. It's one of those like wooden training dummies that like, you know, have a little arm. It looks like a log yeah. with a little arm sticking off of it that you, I just hit the mic. That was probably pleasant mm-hmm. for everyone. That, uh, yeah, there's a little spike there that has the uh, like little wooden arms on it that you smack around. Except this one's made completely out of metal and those arms spin at incredible speeds. The ones on top going one way, the ones on bottom going the other way, et cetera, et cetera. They show just how strong it is by holding up a big boulder and like, touching it to the spinning metal arms, which immediately shatters the boulder. It goes flying everywhere. Master actually gets hit a little bit, and he's like, yeah, okay. He says, Owie. Yeah, it's great. Uh, it's absolutely outrageous. She says, the, and he tells her, uh, you may leave if, uh, if you can destroy this metal man. Um, and he says something. Hang on, let me look it up here. I wrote it down. Uh, yeah, he says, of course, you are very well versed in Naikaken style, but only this can only be defeated with Gaikaken. Why don't you study that for a little while? Because he doesn't want her to leave. And she's like, no, nah, I got this. She walks up, gets right in front of these spinning arms, and then steps toward them and goes, and like lifts up her right leg and her left arm and stops them using her powers. And they're actually like, what? And then like, at, when they stop, she like whoop moves her arm and her leg over a little bit yeah, so that she, it looks she like they're touching. For it, yeah, yeah, it's really great. She like moves her leg and arm over so it looks like she actually stopped them with her arm and leg and not her actual powers that she's obviously using. Um, and then they're like, no way, they were moving too fast. It can't be done. And then she, using her right hand, her free hand, punches it, just pushes it. It flies backwards through this brick wall, explodes on the other side of it. Everybody's freaking out, and they're like. I can't believe it. So, Master allows her to leave. They all go to the, uh, what do you call, the uh, airport. And Mao, along with um, Atsushi and Shiny Head, he says, you will be allowed to leave then uh, to go to Japan to open new branches of the school. And it's like, okay, yeah, like you could really stop her. But it's a good way to do it because now she's at least got a support system while she's over there. So it works. But that's his that's his reasoning is that he's gonna go and open new branches of their of their martial arts school, and as they're get, moving to get on the plane and going, uh, I love this line. Uh, Atsushi says, "Finally, I'm on my way to to perfecting Rakujin," and Mao says, "Finally, I can tell Ikaruga that I lost my balls." <laughs> Which is pretty great. Yeah, that's the end of the show. So we do know that like. Obviously, that's a cliffhanger. We don't get a, like a whole lot of resolution there. There's good stuff, but we know there's more to the story because you know all this stuff is happening. All these characters. I did look on the Wikipedia a little bit, and like mm-hmm. no spoilers, nothing. There was a little bit of information about like this thing and that thing, and a lot of it did not make sense to me. But because it wasn't expounded upon on the sh- on the thing at all, but I'm looking forward to hopefully we get do get another season of this show because I'd love to see what happens next. It's pretty freaking rad. But that's the end of the show. We did it. We got through another one. Roger, how's it feel? Feels pretty good, dude. You're looking really relaxed over there, man. Yeah, I am relaxed. I feel like your muscles are, bit tired too. are very relaxed. You got them relaxed muscles. Oh, yeah. They're super relaxed. Yeah, dude. But, yeah, we made it. And what's... what? Uh, hey, bud. Yeah. 
how you feeling about this show? You wanna how'd you feel about it? You wanna do a little I really liked it. I, I want yeah, let's do some words. <laughs> um uh, trying to it's like I really like this and it struck a really good chord between yeah. like hilarious and heartfelt. I thought that was good. Yeah, that, that would those be are two good words. words. Um, you get your own fucking words. Those are mine. It's hilarious. It's heartfelt. It's, it's goofy, man. <laughs> it is very good. I almost said goofy. It's goofy and it's yeah. It's touching. And it's stupid all at once. It is very stupid, yes. It's but great. it's a lot of fun. I like it. No, I that, feel like that, stupid. Stupid's a thing you would use to describe like Asobi Asobi say. This was yeah. this was more like goofy. There, there are some scenes in, are in some, Hina. Yeah, mostly yeah. with Hina that like like I think oh, I lost a dumb. couple of brain cells. Yeah, it was real good. Like the fucking box thing, I thought was like, okay, yeah. what, what? But it was very cute. Yeah, the way she just looks over, like, <laughs> she's so proud of herself. It's amazing. It's great. I love it. Yeah, the show was a lot of fun, and I'm really glad we watched it. Yeah, it's a good second watch. So now, are you telling me, bud, that we got some questions? We have one question we from our good buddy Clayton. Just one dang question. He wow. says, what RPG classes would your favorite anime manga characters be? What in the fuck? All right. Give me a, give me a character. Give me a character. Um, Vegeta. Vegeta? A warrior. More than a warrior. He's got to be like... Oh, that's a tough one because I want to call him like a berserker or something because he gets so angry, but mm-hmm. he's also very controlled when he does it. Um, yeah, he's definitely some kind of fighter class. Goku's oh. a monk, a monk for sure, because he he whips all the ass, but he's also like, I mean, both of them really. That's how I w- that's how I would break it down if I'm going like D and D classes. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, but they're both like some kind of warriors. Can, give me, give me, no, give me, no, give me some. Um, All Might, All Might, fucking Paladin. Paladin, okay. Yeah, he's got he's got a very strict code that he adheres to very, very, very closely. Yeah, he's a he's a paladin. He's a warrior class that like very much cares about his shit. Okay. Violet Evergarden. Violet Evergarden. Fuck you, dude. <sighs> toughie violet uh shit man i would huh some kind of um okay so a lot of my a lot of what i'm going for here like when when we think when i think rpg my first thought is like you know, like a like a role like a, a video game role playing game, which all of those most of those, mm-hmm. if not all, take their fucking basis is from like Dungeons and Dragons and other shit like sure. that. So I'm thinking mostly Dungeons and Dragons characteristics on this one. Violet Evergarden, that's a fucking toughie. She would probably Here, you 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 do one while I think about this. Because okay. I do want to think of something for Violet. Um Hmm. Let's see, uh, Anzu from Hina Mitsuri. She'd be a thief. Yeah, she did do a lot of that. Some kind of rogue. Some kind of rogue class. Um, Man, I'm still thinking of Violet. Violet might be some kind of cleric. Cause yeah, she does that's, have what a, I was th- that's what I was thinking. She does have a good way of, like, you know, getting getting to, like, to the, straight to the feelings of people, Let's whether see. they want it or not. 
Um, she's definitely got some some stuff going on there. D and D classes. I've got them here, dude. Oh, you got all of them? I got. Well, I got like. So that's the thing. You have classes, then you have subclasses. But the main classes are barbarian, bard, cleric, druid, fighter, monk, paladin, ranger, rogue, sorcerer, warlock, wizard. That's all your magic shit at the bottom. Okay. Although druid's also magic and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. I think she'd be some manner of cleric. There's actually different kinds of cleric and shit. We're just going full D and D on this one. Yeah. Um. Let's see. I would put. Who would I make a druid? <laughs> We're just trying to think of one. Yeah, one that's that's what I was. Uh, I was like, it might be easier to do this, but it's really not. This is a super good question. I wish I would have thought about it, but I thought it was going to be really easy. But turns out it wasn't really easy. A barbarian. Hmm. Hmm. I'm looking at like different domains and shit for clerics to try and figure out exactly which one violet would be because that's the thing man i mean when you get down to it, there's different classes but then there's also subclasses shit like domain wise there's a cleric domain called the ambition domain that's vegeta uh-huh and, and vegeta is all about his ambition and whatnot um although i mean i definitely just want to make him a fighter because it makes so much more sense um let's see give me a let's see uh, I would say Joe is a barbarian. Joe, that makes sense. That works yeah. for me. All right, we need a bard. We got somebody musical. Who makes that good music? I mean, it doesn't have to necessarily be music, just some kind of performance. So uh, who would be a bard? Miss Joke would be a bard. Okay, yeah. That makes a lot of sense from yeah. Uh, MHA. Yeah, it does. Druid. Who's a druid? Um, so that's mostly... I mean the the you your mind immediately goes to like nature and shit, but it's not necessary. That's also yeah. animals and stuff like that. My mind just wanders straight to the the anime, um, the ancient Magus's bride. Oh yeah, I still haven't watched that. Pretty much any character from that could fit into okay. that. <laughs> but yeah, it's like animals, nature mostly, but there is other stuff there. You said you're gonna put Goku as a monk. I mean, that was my first thought. I mean, that's the thing. It doesn't necessarily... Because, like, you think monk, you think, like, a really serious dude who, like, is is all, you know, about pureness of body and mind and that kind of shit. But that's not necessarily mm-hmm. true. Um, Man, I'm really going off on tangents here, huh? Um, We have All Might as a paladin. I feel like All Might would be a paladin. The ranger. Ranger? Um... Let's say... Uh, you mostly think, like, long-range shooting and stuff, but not necessarily. But... Oh, uh, God, what is his name from a... Attack on Titan? Um, Levi? Yeah, Levi. Yeah, that could work. So Levi is a ranger. There we go. He's a real toughie. There is, like, a dual-ranging... Uh, dual, dual, excuse me, dual-wielding ranger class that would be perfect for... I'm trying to come up with characters, blades. too, that aren't necessarily, like... Like, I can think of... It, sorcerers in anime okay, but i so, don't i don't want to just outright give a sorcerer so for example here's a here's one that i feel like could not be more obvious i don't know how you argue with this one punch man is for sure a monk okay yeah because not yeah. just because he's got the bald head but because monks specialize in like repeated attacks and like mm-hmm. one and like not using weapons necessarily right although they do have monk weapons sorcerer um, sorcerer jesus like 
you know who would make a who would be a good sorcerer? Although it's like you got to think about it. Fucking Vash. Yeah, I guess. Because that's the thing. A sorcerer doesn't it, it doesn't. So you do have magic, obviously, but more than that, you have something that you're getting that power from. So it's not usually it's because you made some kind of deal with a demon or something, but it could also be you were just born with these incredible powers and stuff, or you were even created with them. Mm-hmm. So that would make sense. And he does that. I mean. If you don't call turning your arm into a giant laser cannon magic, I don't know yeah. what is. I think I would. It'd be easier for me to say it's somebody like uh, like Edward Elric. Oh yeah, for sure. Because yeah. like they're actually actively doing stuff. Yep. Although he would be. That's the thing. Like with alchemy and stuff, that makes sense. But it not wasn't that he was like born or created that way. He like something happened to him. So that my. Oh no, I'm thinking of warlock for the born shit. So yeah, but sorcerer. Yeah, it's like you're. Yeah. So warlock or sorcerer would work for that. I think of him more as a wizard though, just because he's got access to like so much more stuff. It's he's not like pigeonholed into one specific thing. Yeah. And that like that's the whole thing there is wizards don't have any inherent magic ability. They learn the shit by reading and stuff, and that's all he ever does right. is he's learning shit by reading. So he'd probably be a wizard, I think. Warlocks are the ones who are born like either born under a dark star or you have a deal with a demon or something. Maybe. I mean, I feel like that should be obvious. There's so many yeah. ways where people have the fucking yeah. I feel like this shit. Um, man, I'm really nerding out over here, bro. Yeah. What's GTO? Oh. Oni he's Zuka. a bard. Yeah, Oni he Zuka's inspires bard. greatness. Right. Yeah. He's absolutely a bard. Yeah, he inspires bard. greatness. But his cross class was with probably like a monk or maybe a barbarian. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I got nothing for a warlock. Just you got nothing for a warlock. Yeah. So warlocks. Let's just read up on warlocks to make sure I'm saying this right. Because now I'm doing it wrong. What I like to do is if you just punch in whatever class and then leveling table, you can find a link to the D and D fifth edition wiki, which is a good way of doing that shit. Yay! Yay! So basic features. Body, body, blah. So. As a warlock, the main thing for you is you have some kind of otherworldly patron. Uh, you've struck a being with an otherworldly, uh, struck a bargain with an otherworldly being of your choice. Your choice grants you special features. So you could be, uh, ooh, here's one. Now this is, I'm sure this has to be from like some kind of, yeah, this is from Un- Unearth Arcana. But, and stick with me here, one of the otherworldly beings you could uh, have a have a pact with is the ghost in the machine mm. so so you're gonna put it on the major why not yeah <laughs> might as well all right man this one's dragging on we're, we're thinking too hard about this i mean this is the kind of thing i would have had to think about before yeah man. but there's a lot of cool shit super good there. question though buddy i like i like my dungeon dragons all right yeah let us know who you would put Go find a go find a place to comment, and give one more out of this. Hang on. So we did. Okay, Brandon's gonna get one more. But Clayton, you let me know who you'd pick. Uh, I got nothing. I feel like we nailed it with GTO as a bard. I feel like that was the really good one. That's a good one. Onizuka, he makes a perfect bard. Yeah, man. He inspires greatness in people. Alrighty, man. Let's. Let's we truck on out of here, yeah. Well, what are we watching next week? We already said to say it again. My Hero Academia, episodes 57 through 60. Uh, we're up to, right now, out on the dub is 59, so tomorrow 60 comes out, so we're going to watch that and cover those, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. 
59, 6. That's four episodes. Baby stuff. Nailed it. All right. Then after that, you'll find out next week. All right. Uh, Although it should be fairly obvious. Um, But, yeah, let's hit some plugs. We uh, Thanks again for the question, Clayton. Sorry I got – I mean, we were just all over the place with Mm -hmm. that one, but it was fun. Um, And it was a great question. And I wish – I wish I'd thought about it beforehand. Anyway, um, we do have some plugs. If you want to send us questions like our good buddy Clayton or leave us comments or anything like that, we have several places you can do it. Of course, there's the Gmail, thegoodbuddiesanimepod at gmail.com. We also have the Good Buddies Facebook group, the Good Buddies Universe. Uh, There is also the Twitter, TGB underscore anime pod. We even have a Tumblr, thegoodbuddies.tumblr.com. Yeah, they all have different names, and you'll be fine. Yeah. Um, you may be listening to this You'd right now. You'd be surprised now. how many times the name is taken. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's actually a band called The Good Buddies, I found out. Oh, um, yeah. I don't. I mean, I don't know how big they are, but they exist, and I'm going to look up their music, and it's going to be great. Um, but, yeah, we also... Uh, you're listening to this podcast right now somewhere. Might be on iTunes, might be on Podbean, might be on Podcast Addict. That's what I use. But wherever it is, it ain't Spotify. That's and right. wherever it is, you can leave us a rating and a comment. We'd really appreciate it. You may even be listening to this on YouTube at Rapid Kick Media on YouTube. Uh, smash that like button. Yeah, like, comment, <laughs> subscribe. Let us know how good of a job you're doing, we're or, doing. Or if we didn't do a good job, go ahead and leave us a like and a comment anyway because otherwise we won't respond to you, you dick. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> love you guys um but beyond that i think uh is that the me oh we do have the music but is that all the media stuff i think so oh, wait, i asked you every time and i'm never sure yeah that's good dude all right the uh of course we want to give a shout out to our good buddies married with sea monsters aka the mary janes for the use of our opening theme song paper doll uh they are on spotify unlike us because you know they're so cool but roger just saw a bug no, jump I off didn't. the table no i had a piece of paper that i was playing with and i Oh, you flicked I it? I lost it. I flicked it on my I, I thought that was a bug or something. Jesus. Um, <laughs> she's over here staring at the floor, and I'm like, dude, are you okay? Dude, that You're muscle relaxer's kicked in, dude. It's, it's hitting you good now. Yeah, man, right. I'm tired. You'll be fine. We're almost done. I but, feel uh, bad. I feel like I was not good this episode. But of I... course, uh, as I said, our good buddies, Married with Sea Monsters, a.k.a. the Mary Janes, uh, opening theme song was Paper Doll. They are on Spotify, but that song and so many other amazing songs are only available on marriedwithseamonsters.bandcamp.com. We do also want to give a shout-out to our good buddy, Petty Theft. Uh. Yeah. That's how it go. All right. Uh. Uh. Hopefully y'all can hear that and I'm not just like un and ooh and over nothing. Yeah. But uh, that is how you say it. Two P's at the beginning, two T's at the end. Papetti theft. Uh, you can find uh, their stuff on... Uh, they're on Twitter and SoundCloud under Petty Theft for the use of our closing theme, which we are still calling Sweet Anime Dreams. Mm-hmm. Um, for the time being. Maybe we'll... If you got a better name than that, mm. float it. Sweet Flex Royal Dreams. Flex Royal? Flex Real. Flex a real. Is that what your yeah. muscle relaxer is called? Sweet flex a real. Bro, you're fucking high. Um, but yeah, that's it for the show. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, we love and appreciate every one of you. You taking us out, big boy? Uh, yeah, I'll take us out. All right. Um, so from all of us here at the Good Buddies Universe, I'm your good buddy Brandon, and I'm your good buddy Roger. Yeah. <laughs> you're so hot.